Hello, and welcome to Wyverns and Weirdos Fathomless, the new campaign from the Wyverns and Weirdos team. And we have, for the first time, uh, everyone from our first two campaigns in the one session. Um, so we have with me, the Dungeon Master, Darby, uh, Eddie, we have Mitch, we have Laura, we have Jake, we have Johanna, we have Emily, and we have Zoe. Now, YouTube viewers can probably already see their names, but we're going to leave the explicit uh, introductions until we get into the session. Without further ado, let's jump on in, or should I say dive on in, to Wyverns and Weirdos, Fabulous. The Alec Isles, a series of islands bound together by a political pact to stop war and infighting uh, many, many years ago, are uh, rife with adventure, danger, riches, and a mysterious force known as Animancy, uh, or known as Animav, and harnessed through Animancy. There are many merchant vessels and mercenary uh, ships, legitimate and illegitimate, that traverse these seas. And we begin our story with a scuffle between two such ships. As the Polaris, heading out on a mission from their benefactors, the heads of the Hydra, departs from the Pact Isles into the Pactless Isles, the lawless uh, regions of the Aeolic Isles, um, where pirates, brigands, and monsters are rife. They have been set upon by another ship uh, who have begun to board them. And there we launch straight into combat. And Tibble, you won initiative order. What would you like to do? Um, so currently up at the ballista, but you can make your way down if you'd so like to. So the Polaris, um, can you describe the Polaris, the ship to us a little bit, Darby? So the Polaris is, it's not quite on par with a warship, but it is, that is probably the closest thing to what you would think of it as. Um, it is a large vehicle, a uh, large ship. Um, it is reasonably well equipped for what is essentially transport, transport for mercenaries. Um, below the decks are four cannons. Um, above the decks, are the only weaponry is a single ballista. Um, the, yeah, the ship sails. Um, what do you think the ship sails would be? as Captain Tibble. What colour? Uh, so, as a uh, 
external viewer, um, one might look upon the Polaris and at first they might think that the Polaris doesn't actually have sails um, as uh, the sails shimmer and shift within the colours between the skies and the waves. The pale sky blue on the outside with the innards of a deep sea blue waving back and forth in the sea breeze. Um, I can imagine that uh, it may be a little disarming to many folks seeing such vibrant sails, um, but this isn't the most traditional ship. <laughs> so, what is Tyrrell doing? His ship besieged by pirates. Um, so Tibble, uh, I'm assuming that we were surprised by this, not expecting this boarding. <laughs> okay. Um, and in, in describing what you do, describe Tibble himself to us. So, um, maybe, uh, we're looking at this scene from, uh, the perspective of a crew member, uh, who has who is searched around the decks looking to try and find their captain. Uh, there's panic aboard. Um, an enemy has boarded us. Uh, there's fighting surrounding. Um, and on natural instinct, this crew member looks up to the bow of the ship, to the wheel, to where the captain normally would be. And then the crew member looks down about six feet, or about five feet, and there they see their captain, um, all one foot tall of Tibble Clover. Um, so Tibble, uh, he has his sword at the ready, his Starseer Cutlass, um, and he is beginning to charge. And you would see Tibble, a small off grey uh, mouse folk of a man um, rushing across the deck shouting out to uh, his senior officers um, for assistance uh, he calls out <laughs> sorry it's always intimidating having to do the voice for the first time um, he calls out to Janice his um, master at arms Janice, get the weapons ready. I don't know what that was. Janice, get the weapons ready. We're being boarded. Uh, so, um, charging into the fray? Yes, he's charging into the fray. There is, he is using... Um, rally. So, um, Janice now has a temporary, <clears throat> sorry, um, 
uh, temporary hit points. Ah, yeah. Thank you. Battle masters die. And from on the deck in the in the sudden commotion, or the roar of the commotion, a voice calls out, "Hi, Captain! Everyone, get ready!" Um, at the blow of the right, as you would watch Tibble um, rushing forward. Uh, so that would be six temp HP, Janice. <laughs> um, as you watch Tibble rush forward, um, you see that he's wearing a low-cut flowing uh, cream shirt with a shimmering blue vest um, and uh, maroon pants. And he seems to be an older gentleman um, who has lived quite a life. So um, he has quite a strong figure about him despite his short stature. Um, he has a little bit of a pot belly um, and a few battle scars and he also has um, on top of the fur that he already has as a mouse folk um, he also has a twirled moustache um, and he would go forward. What enemies would be in his path? Uh Darby? So, in his path, none, because they're still uh, kind of central. Um, if you wanted to uh, action dash, um, you could get to uh, you could get to a couple of different enemies within sight. So, um, a variety of pirates. There are most most of them are engaged in some way with members of your crew. Um, the, the ones that are within your reach are ones engaged with uh, Janus, Fishman, um, Nizen, and, uh, and who's that? Um, and Florent. Um... Alright, uh, Tim will most likely, um, <sighs> Tim will sing, um, one of the junior members of the crew in Nizen, um, under attack. He most likely will dash, um, to where Nizen is, um, now using his entire movement he wouldn't have any attacks or anything would he uh, not with the bonus action no oh that's right can i do that is that a thing i can do so you've, da you've dashed you've action dashed but you have your action surge now as a fighter wonderful um so he is going to action surge um and he's going to attack this um pirate is it a pirate or just a i could assume if they're boarding us it would be a pirate yeah. um so he's going to make an attack with his starseer cutlass and he's gonna roll a one <laughs> so that's a nine tit. uh that will miss um, you do get a second attack, though, as a... Yeah, so, um, Tibble dashes forward and, um, 
he swings his starseer cutlass um however he just doesn't quite have the reach after um dashing forward on these tiny legs and you would see that when he runs he does run like a mouse so he does go down on all fours and sprints forward um so it might have been in the process of getting up that uh your captain had such a hard time um on the attack um however with his second attack he does hit a 16 16 will hit wonderful um so he swipes up with his sword um quick oh sorry please disregard that that wasn't what i wanted to do i accidentally rolled the dice i roll physical dice for tibble apologies um but there is uh would i go off the 1d 10 plus 5 or the 1d 8 plus 7 um here because i'm assuming one is for dual wielding no one's two-handed handed the other is for two-handed you're wielding two-handed then you go the 1d 10. perfect um Oh, excellent. So uh, that would be a 13 that, points of damage. So you yep. flash into this pirate and he's caught off guard and falls back into the ocean off the railing of the ship. All right then, Nathan. Uh, of course, boss. Thanks for that. Um, Fall back, kid. We've got it from here. Okay. Uh, next is Cerise. So, Cerise, you are not currently on this ship, but have commanded people onto it yourself. Um, would you like to introduce yourself and what you about to do? Indeed. So, across on another ship that has currently descended upon the Polaris. Uh, you see on the bow a very tall, half-drow woman, uh, long, long wavy black hair with a white stripe through the front, blowing in the wind as she bellows orders at her pirate crew to attack this ship that has unfortunately come into the wrong waters um, and as she does that she will throw out um, she's holding her sword aloft and makes a quick little motion with her hand and fires off a couple of little eldritch blasts that sort of start as this crackle of electrical sort of energy and then fly out and hit Fishman and Janice. Okay. Maybe. Yeah, so roll me pure attack. We'll go so, first and then Janice. I have pre-rolled this, so Fishman at 14. That will miss, I believe. And Janice, it's a 21. That certainly hits. Roll the damage. So that's seven points of damage. This energy fizzles all over Janice. Wonderful. Uh, anything else? 
um, she just bellows out. Uh, come on, you scurvy sea dogs, get them! Uh, next is Alton. Okay, um, so you see uh, deep down in the uh, the galley, the kitchen of the ship, um, you see a, a drowned man. He's um, working, uh, stirring pots, suddenly uh, stops as he hears this uh, commotion up on the deck. Um, he is, uh, he looks quite rough looking. He's got this heavy scarring across the left um, half of his face, uh, once broken nose. He's wearing dark clothing, um, a big dark um, broken hat, uh, dark shaded glasses and like a leather apron, leather wrist guards. Uh, but despite this, undercutting this like rough appearance, he is very short, probably five foot four with hat and boots. Um, so, uh, he turns to, uh, a tabaxi woman, um, beside him and, <laughs> oh, come on, can we have any peace and quiet just to get something done? All right, Kara, I'll go and see what's going on up there. Um, you know what to do. Don't let anything burn. And he, um ducks down um, to a, a specific part and the kitchen is very tidy very very organized and he, he knows exactly where to go he um he uh goes down to this shelf and he pulls out a number of weapons um a crossbow uh, two daggers and strange little contraptions that he uh puts in a little thigh holsters um, that the you audience may know to be pistols, but are a little bit more uncommon in this world of fear lore. And he begins to, uh, not really sprinting, but running, um, start going up the stairs up to the deck. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Um, would he be able to reach, like, where, uh, Fishman is? Um, let me double check. Uh, no. So where- 30 feet of movement, he ain't sprinting. No. Um, you could <laughs> if you wanted to dash or action search, but otherwise your best chance of getting up is coming into- is, uh, coming up in the, um, the opposite grate to where, um, the opposite side to where Fishman would be. Oh, okay. No one else is there. Um, so there are, there are a number of junior officers and pirates, um, in that area. The closest ally would be, uh, the closest senior officer rather would be Janice. Um, in that area. Okay. Sweet. In that case, he'll um, he'll begin loading his pistols and call out to Janus. Say, hey, Janus, reckon it's worth the ammo this fight? May well be. Keep keep an eye out. This, this might be a rough one. I haven't dealt with these people before. 
All right, I guess we'll see if it's worth the cost. But you, Janice, I'm not stitching any limbs back together, all right? I ain't got any of that healing magic. So you look after yourself for once, all right? And the oft-referred to Janice uh, tosses a wink at Al and is like, I'll see what I can do for you. Good. And you might notice as well that um, Alton, his apron is packed full of, um, you might have initially thought it was cooking implements, but there is a big mixture of medical supplies as well. And he also has a well-stocked like uh, pouch on his uh, side that has the caduceus symbol. And he also has one stitched onto the back of his cape foot, uh, showing that his role is not only the cook, but the medic. Um, Excellent. And if I still have a move left, I might try to fire a shot at one of the pirates. You used your movement to get there. Probably used it all. Action. You have your action to mm. um, to shoot. Yeah. So you can get two shots off. Excellent. You could even get... Actually, you're dual wielding, so you get your bonus action attack. And if you wanted to, you could also um, mm. action surge as well. I'm not wasting the money on an action surge yet. All right. Uh, let's see. So, so which aims at the first pirate. And that... Closest or... Uh, if there's anyone, like, actively attacking, like, Giannis, Giannis or something. Okay. Okay. That's a good, good indicator. The closest is fine. Excellent. So the first hit, that's a 28 to hit. That'll certainly hit. Roll for damage. <laughs> Fantastic. So that is um, 13 points of damage. This is a bang right. from the strange contraption. There's, Janice, you see there's a splatter as it comes from behind the enemy. Uh, in front of you and a little spurt out the front as this bullet hits into them and they're standing there just holding on Alton your second attack if you would like it all right another that's a 15 to hit uh 15 will just hit so roll me damage again uh that's 14 points of damage 14 points. All right. So this guy gets... Is he still standing? Uh, no. That was enough to get him down. Uh, he collapses to the ground with two bullets going straight for him. Um, do you want to use your bonus action for anything? Um, yes. I'll use the bonus action to fire at another of the pirates with the other pistol. Okay. Uh, any particular one or just closest... Furthest. Whoever's closest to him. Okay. Alright, so there's one just the other side of the uh, the mast that you reach out with your other hand at and take aim for. Alright, here goes. Uh, so that's a 19 to hit. 19 to hit. Certainly hit. Uh, roll down. Fantastic. Alright, let's get a little bit more into this. So, um, that's 8 damage, but he's... Also, can I expend a charge whenever? Um, uh, I believe so. Shooting. 
Before shooting? Yes. Oh, okay. Uh, but I'll allow you to... Um, I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> oh. Allow it if you want, because you're still getting used to the ah. character. Thank you. Let's just show what this can do. All right, so he probably does like a little fiddle with the pistol beforehand. Yeah. And then um, that does an additional uh, five points of poison damage. All right. As the... Um, yeah, so you charge... It kind of just packs poison and yeah it gives this extra punch to the board um and she's not great but she's still standing um all right next is uh i messed up initiative order before so uh next is lauren because lauren was supposed to be before alt so uh lauren So, over on the ship with Cerise, you see on the deck, not among the people boarding your ship, but definitely one of the higher ranked members of this ship, you see a woman, a human woman, someone you've seen around the ports a few times. She always seems very friendly, but this is a different side to her. Um, a few of you have talked to her, made a few trades, but you've never known what ship she works on now, but now it has become abundantly clear where she makes her money. Um, she is about the same height as, as Alton at a measly five foot two. Uh, so short, definitely the shortest <laughs> on any ship here. Um, she, again, is human, but something strange has always seemed to be off about her. Her eyes glow unnaturally. This sea foam blue, there's a smell of sea salt. You can never quite shake that doesn't smell like anyone else on the docks. It smells more like when you're wide out at sea, but all the time. She has red hair, these bright sea foam blue eyes. She has a scar radiating off her right eye in a bright starburst pattern. Uh, she wears a lot of dark colors. She carries a staff, very clearly a magical staff, a sorcerer's staff with a bright blue orb at the top uh, that matches the color of her eyes and it is threaded with mithril both pure and tempered the rest of it is drift driftwood and around her shoulders peeking out from under her short fiery unnaturally almost red hair is a little blue pseudo dragon uh, who anyone who has met her on the docks would know is named Irik. <laughs> Uh, who's not a familiar, he's just a friend. Good boy. Um, how far away is one boat from the other, Darby? Um, hmm. Probably be, uh, between safety and actually being able to reach, you're probably about 30 feet apart. Beautiful. So, Loren stands closer to the action than her captain, but still very visible amongst all. And she calls out between the two ships, Captain Tibble Clover! It's been a long time. Why don't you just invite us on board? It'll certainly save all of us some time. We all know it's easier when you surrender, lad. 
and regardless of whether or not she gets a response, the orb of her staff will glow as she does this weird spin with it and shoots and like holding it with both arms behind her back, shoots it forward and will do an ice knife, please, uh, aimed, aimed at the, um, yeah, no, I just aimed at Tibble, just aimed at Tibble in general. With your comrade thrown off the boat, uh, you have a clear shot, um, roll to hit. Beautiful. Uh, probably not. That's a 15. 15? Tibble, what is your AC? Does not hit. Does Tibble have time to react? Uh, like, to not react in a, like, can... mechanical sense, react in a roleplay sense. Yeah. Um, so, Tibble, uh, jumping back slightly uh, as an ice knife is tossed at him, he uh, looks towards the other boat and squints across um and you can see him for a second um looking uh at loren and then a flash of recognition uh hits him and he's like he lets out this hearty laugh and he's like loren hartwillow as i live and breathe i would invite you on my ship but uh Seems you have invited yourselves. Maybe there's a way we can uh, come to an agreement here. Where's your captain? Well, she's right behind me, but uh, I'm afraid she's not open to many negotiations. You'd better off going through me. <laughs> well, love, get your captain to stop attacking me, men. Maybe we can talk more civil-like, yeah? That's probably the extent of what we can get to in a uh, round. Um, yep. Next is Fishman. Alright, back just in time. So, uh, where is Fishman on the boat? He's towards um, the side of the other ship. Uh, I believe I saw earlier. Side. Opposite side. Is he within 30 feet of the uh, mean person who shot a, um, a magical spell at him? Uh, no. He is, can he? Uh, he can get within 30 feet. He might I would love that. I'll take an attack of opportunity. Yep. All right. He's not of concern to him at the moment. So... Uh, yeah, no, that's gonna miss. That's a natural six on the dice. As you yeah, um, Fishman will simply just turn around, maybe give him a little like brush with his tail um, as he goes by. Now, by the way, I'm gonna take this opportunity to describe Fishman, by the way. So, um, as this pirate tries to slash Fishman, he kind of just turns away and starts walking um the pirate would notice that he's very very tall slender and incredibly chiseled um with lots of scarring and a very very unique appearance um this pirate has probably never seen anything like fishman before he kind of looks like a fish 
kind of looks like a man, kind of looks like other. He's not too sure. Um, but at a detailed glance, you could see features such as like he's got kind of like an alligator's kind of jaw with the protruding teeth. He's got scarring all down the side of his face. He has an albino um, appearance and colour with slight tints of pink or purple, um, namely at the joints or at some of his scarring. Um, Fishman is also covered in what looks like chainmail, but it doesn't quite behave like it. It doesn't make much noise as he moves typical of chainmail. And it's a very, very strange-looking chain now as well. It's almost as if it's some kind of hybrid of, like, Spartan armor. It's like, um, and, yeah, kind of like medieval chain mail. Um, but, yeah, Fishman will turn away and walk towards getting within 30 feet, 30 feet of Cerise, please, if possible. Uh, yeah, so getting to the edge of the ship, because Cerise is a bit further back, you can't quite get within 30 feet. Are you aiming to go at her with your... Uh, crossbow, yes. Crossbow? Um, mm-hmm. You can... She is within uh, long range of you, so you could go for it at disadvantage. Mm-hmm. So the 30 feet isn't the crossbow range. Okay. The 30 feet is something that would affect yeah. something else. Yeah. Um so Fishman, um, with a very proud, tall posture, will yell out at Cerise, taunting, and say, You fight from the shadows. Why don't you come forwards and face us front on? As he gets as close as possible within his turn, trying to make a statement, simply just walking by all these pirates... Um, taking aim and taking a shot with his crossbow. His heavy crossbow, please. Roll to hit. Mm-hmm. So that is uh, standard range for you. I'm changing to non-D&D beyond die now. Um, so that was a 10. 10 is going to miss. Mm-hmm. Um, he would like to take a second attack if he can, and because of his crossbow expert, loading doesn't affect. Yeah. So... Because he has a crossbow expert feat, he does not need, He can do both of his attacks. Mm-hmm. All right, and then for his second attack, he wrote the exact same thing. Oh, and... Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, he looks a little embarrassed, but that's on the inside. On the outside, he seems very confident, and he'll play it off as warning shots. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, next is Janice. All right. Um, so, quick question first. Um, so, currently, are there still scurvy pirates on board, or are they all sort of attempting to board? There are. But you're at. You can turn, and you're right by two others. Oh, easy. Well. <laughs> Okay, well, uh, we've mentioned Fishman. So speaking of chiselled, a burst of laughter peels out across the ship as Fishman attempts to shoot at our foes. As Janus Regulus Stormbreaker the Eighth, the Unwavering, appears to take mark of the situation. Janus is very tall, very broad, with perhaps some of the biggest muscles of the ship. 
with light golden, almost unearthly hair, ruddy tan skin, golden gleaming eyes and a combination of intricately etched armour, loose fabrics and satins. I must also mention uh, particular what appears to be like scarring across the face, so across like the sides of his neck and across his nose. And um, as he laughs, you can see the gleam of uh, very sharply serrated teeth. Um, and he's carrying sort of a combination of what would like javelins and, gla- and a large glaive. And he um, he calls out, taking stock of everything that's been going on, this blur, this whirlwind and this blur. Um, I will double check as well. Is it sunny skies at the moment? Uh, windy? Uh, presumably windy because boats have to move with wind, but yes. <laughs> there is wind. Um, it's a clear day. It's not The sun's not beating down, but it's nice and clear. Ah, we shall see then. So he calls out, Nice shot out and care, get out of the weapons. Flora, close it, cut them off on the chase. Fishman, the respectful nod, Captain, do what you do. And then he, like, turns for a moment, for one, just a moment, then the squares up to sort of face up, using his full over six feet of of height and and breadth to, um, and just grins viciously at the, um, the the pirates. It's like, crew, know what? I've got a good feeling about this. Shogna smiles upon us upon us today. Let us give the voices a most splendid feast. And roaring with laughter, he surges towards the nearest enemy, only steps away. Um, and uh, be it scurvy sea dog or, or um, with, his, with his eyes gaze towards the uh, uh, Cerise and uh, Loren. And uh, as his bonus action, Janus goes into what we call as a rage. His golden eyes and almost his hair shines brighter as two resplendent dark and cream gray, gray wings spread out. And suddenly the sea becomes choppier. The sky is darker as unnatural lightning pulls around the sky directly above Janus and lightning rod like strikes down into him and immediately springs from him to the nearest enemy. So they need to make, 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 make they need to make a dexterity saving throw. Yeah, so is that just one enemy of your choice or is it all enemies? It's just one, I believe. One creature of my choice in my aura. And suddenly like it's like there's a like clouds pooling around, like there's lightning just sparking around everywhere, the smell of almonds and something else. Would you like that to be the one engaged with Florit or the other one? Sure. Okay. Once again with Florit. Dexterity shaving throw, please. That's not gonna be enough. I don't know All what right. it is, but that's not going to be enough. <laughs> 15. Um, so that... Oh, okay, cool. That is six points of lightning damage. All right. As it just l- launches through this pirate. Yeah. They're shocked for a moment. And um, and they're still standing, but it was a nasty shock. Okay, Florit, I trust you have that one. And then he turns and shifts his stance and raises his glaive. And um, so he strikes down um, onto the other pirate um, with his glaive, which is, um, and again, he's just cackling with his, like, his sharp teeth. Um, so it's, uh, yeah, 1d10. Oh, sorry, I rolled a hit, actually. That's right. That's how you play D&D. Uh, cool. Okay. So what's my to hit? My apologies. Oh, plus eight. Cool. Um, yeah, that's probably going to hit. So 21. 21 certainly hits. Yep. Um, so uh, so it, I pre-rolled the damage. So it's a d10 plus four, which is 11, plus two for rage. Oh, no. 
did all up it's 11 there we go i was very prepared <laughs> once upon a time uh yes and again it kind of like that it's piercing image but there's this lightning energy that just crackles around him and um he's like stand down now we don't need to make this messier than we need to no need to spill any more blood uh and finally neris as this uh pirate is hit with this nasty hit that is still standing and almost barbarian like himself beats his bare chest to almost in a in a hint of recognition uh, as we move to uh, Neris's go. So, in direct comparison to uh, Fishman and Janus, uh, you see that those who are keen-eyed among you can see uh, sort of hunched over. Uh, Behind and sort of off to the side of the helm of the Polaris, a, a pale-skinned human, uh, very slight build, and wearing a a well-made but uh, sort of sea-worn uh, grey jacket, unassuming with um, sort of greens and greys underneath. You can see he's got... Um, what looks like a, a book and a couple of cases and some uh, little uh, potions or satchels uh, hanging from his belt and clutched in a uh, his right hand which is shaking slightly a, a very thin very straight wand as he sort of raises his head a little bit and surveys the surroundings. So what are we looking at in terms of um, borders? Are there, does it seem like there are more individuals who are looking at boarding this vessel? Uh, there, are, there are more pirates on board the, uh, the other ship still, yes. Um, whether or not they will, come aboard you don't know they look like they would be prepared to at basically a moment's notice should they be commanded to okay um is there any sort of um boarding method that they've been using have they thrown out a drawbridge or are they uh are they using ropes or something to cross um there seems to be some sort of arcane bridge that has been uh, formed between the two. Um, you weren't aware of it coming or of its manner of coming up. Okay. But there are a large number of them on the enemy ship that are sort of grouped up ready to attack at a moment's notice. Yes. Well... I think in a few seconds to, to go across, come across. Perfect. Well, um, Neris straightens himself up a little bit, uh, sort of adjusts his collar, which has kind of flown open a little bit, um, pulls out a book and quickly references it. Um, and with his other hand, he raises his wand and speaks a couple of words in a, a completely foreign language. Um, 
and points in the direction of the enemy ship um, and casts, casts grease underneath the largest quantity of enemy soldiers. Okay. Uh, uh, hopefully getting, if there are any that look like they're commanding or <laughs> look like they are in some form of, you know, superior state compared to the other lackeys, uh, um, he'd be hoping to get some of those. Definitely the highlights would be sort of Cerise and Loren. Um, okay. And so Cerise is up uh, banning the helm and Loren is down with the rest. Uh, as far as I understand from Zoe's description, yes. Perfect. Um, yeah, we probably wouldn't hit the captain, but we would try and uh, hopefully hit Loren if we can. All right. With that one. Um, so everyone who is in that area does need to make an immediate dexterity saving throw as the ground underneath them becomes... Uh, Covered with grease. Okay. Uh, there are probably two others on top of Loren. Loren, a what saving throw was it? Dexterity. It is a dexterity saving throw. How's a natural one? Oh. For a for a very, very smooth total of two. <laughs> yeah, there's there's another natural one. Uh, the other one manages to stay standing. But uh, yeah, so you get Lorraine and one other pirate uh, floored by the grease. Perfect. Um, he will look over at the sort of distraction that he's caused and then back down at the, the rest of the ship. Um, just kind of take a few more steps back and just kind of crouch down again. <laughs> okay. Um, so that is... Would um, Tibble have noticed that? Uh, that um, Neris had cast that? I mean, Neris has... Um, he's definitely trying to not be observed. Uh, he's not making a, a concerted effort of hiding, um, but he is... Um, so he was standing up uh, just behind where um, Captain Clover was. Um, so he sort of stood up, mumbled a couple of words under his breath, which may have been lost to the wind, and then flicked out a wand and then ducked back down again. So potentially, maybe? Uh, Darby, would he have noticed? Uh, probably, yeah. Okay. Apologies, Neris. <laughs> um, so Tibble, um, upon seeing Loren after their little exchange, fall uh, ass over proverbial tit. Um, he lets out a another hearty laugh, and he's like, "Ah, Neris, me boy, <laughs> that was a good move. <laughs> good job, lad." However, in doing this, has also um, called attention to exactly what Neris did not want, which was himself. Yes. Um, so there are going to be. Uh, so as the enemies get there, go. There are going to be two people in the party that get attacked that I'm going to pay 
uh, call attention to. So, uh, one of the pirates is going to approach you, Tibble, and go for a multi-attack and try to attack twice. Uh, one of those is a natural one. Um, so that one's going to miss, but the other one is a uh, 14, uh, sorry, 16. Meets. Meets. Okay, so you take uh, five points of slashing damage as the uh, cutlass goes into you. Um, and the other one is going to be Janus, the, uh, the barbarian rager by you is going to attack you. Um, and so that is it's a 10 is the lower one uh, and a 17 is the other one so I think 17 hits 17 yeah all right so um, that is so oh I rolled pretty high on the dice 7 8 9 10 11 12 13 points of damage you take actually no you don't um because of a, of a thing. This, this punch goes into you and just does nothing. You are unfazed by it. Hell yeah. Oh. When something it does hit you, nice try. do not forget about the temp HP. <laughs> oh, it's already gone, unfortunately. Thank you, Tibble. <laughs> Thanks, Cerise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, so... Back to the top of the round, Tibble. Um, do any of our crew members make any moves? Um, they are, so, um, most of them are currently engaged in battle. Um, Floret is probably in the worst position in that regard. Um, uh, actually, that one's going to move as well. Um, as is so, Floret and uh, and Bones are probably in the worst position in that they've each got two uh, engaged with them. Um, Sia is going to make her way down the steps and is at where Fishman is. Um, and, um, and, what's his name? Uh, and Care is going to do similar, but he's still halfway up the stairs. Perfect, 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 perfect. Um, uh, so Chibble, um, still chuckling a little bit, uh, would call across to uh, Loren and also um, I guess by proxy um, to the captain of the ship and he's like um, this doesn't have to be resolved with violence you know we can always have a good chat so once you get off your ass come find me <laughs> Until then, I'll have to keep killing your men. <laughs> and um, he's going to rush over to... Um, let's... Um, oh, is that one within combat? Yes. Currently? Okay. Um, 
So he's going to take a... Yeah, okay. Um, so he's going to use the maneuvers rally. Um, so he's going to use one of his superiority die um, once again. Uh, and he's going to give temporary hit points to. Let's go with uh, Neris this time. Um, if I can find my D8, that would be absolutely wonderful. Um, with my setup here, it is a little bit difficult to have my dice out, apologies. Um, so there would be six temporary hit points that Neris gets. Um, and then with his uh, attack action, he would attempt to attack with his Starseer Cutlass. Um, and he's probably going to switch to one-handed All right. with that one. So uh, where he previously swung uh, with both of his tiny little hands, uh, he then backslashes to this new pirate that attacked him. Right. Um, and that would, that would be a 23 to hit. Uh, 23 suddenly hits. Wonderful. Um, so that is 10 points of slashing damage. Okay. Uh, to this critter. Does a decent chunk of damage. Wonderful, 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 wonderful. Oh! Have a second attack? Actually, I do have a second attack because I uh, didn't realise that it was the bonus action for the Maneuvers Rally. I thought it would use part of the action. So he takes another swing, and that, I believe, would be a uh, 21 to hit. 21 also hits handily. And he slashes back again, um, and that's another five points of damage. All right. Um, again, you knock this off the boat. Um... You're running out of men, Loren. Okay, so Cerise, your go. So, uh, Cerise dodges a couple of uh, crossbow bolts. Warning shot. And laughs. And then um, once again, she starts sort of making movements with her hands and then punches out as this orb of crackling lightning energy flies out to hit fish fan and I pre-rolled this and it's a nat 20. Oh. Yeah. I didn't roll very high on the actual uh, damage dice, so. That's still, that's still maximum initial damage, which. Yeah, which is 24. Uh, yeah. It's 24 is the initial damage. Um, plus three. I only, I only rolled one on each. Okay. Uh, so. what, it's third level, uh, no. Uh, it's a first level. Ah, uh, yeah, because you're multi-class. Yeah. That way. 
Okay. So 24 points of damage to Fishman. As this lightning comes out and crackles and explodes <laughs> as it hits him. And she laughs. Uh, and just commands her men uh, to continue with what they're doing. And there is still this feed of lightning crackling between Cerise and Fishman. Um, Alright, next is uh, Loren's turn. So, Loren is a little mad. Uh, she's just gotten tripped up by a giant puddle of grease. And she looks up with this, like, anger, right as Tibble points out exactly where the person who did that is. And she yells out, Captain! Permission to board! To Cerise. Go ahead! I would Not like granted! I would like to Cerise... Uh, I'm not Cerise. Loren is going to use half her movement to get up. And then her eyes glow white as this lightning crackles around her as I bonus action Misty Step onto the Polaris. Yep. Are you getting right up in the... Uh... I want to get as close to Neris as possible. Yep. So you can get right up in his face. Yep. And then I want to look at Neris and say, that was mean. And then I will look over at Janice and say, that's a neat trick, but I can do it too, as she pulls his lightning lure and shoots it towards Neris. All right, uh, roll to hit. Um, Neris is going to, as that is coming through, um, Neris is going to pull out a wand and try and um, kind of point it in the direction of um, this new invader. Um, uh, and lightning lore we'll is say, a strength save. Sorry. Oh, it's a, not a to hit? Nope. Cool. Uh, then... What do you say to me, Neris? <laughs> uh, he's really just going to sort of squeak. Uh, <laughs> there's going to be a couple of words that try and come out. Uh, but he, there is definitely a an air of like um, controlling in a way that he had right up until someone got in his face and all of that just vanished um, so he's going to um, attempt to save from whatever with a 13 uh, he's it's a 17 DC yep. so he's going to try and bring up his wand to try and maybe counteract something but way too slow the nerves are just getting to him um, that's eight points of damage. It's not that much. Ah. Not bad for a cantrip, but... Yep, so she uh, pulls this lightning, and I guess as it goes from Janice to Loren, it switches from this, like, I guess, like, yellow-white lightning to almost, like, 
cool, icy, crackling lightning as she shoots it at Neris. And she looks back at him, and he, more than anyone, would see that this is not... This is magic down to her bones. This is... She is not... She is almost made of this magic. She is almost made of this storm. And looking closer, he would also notice her eyes are no longer the right shape. Her pupils are cat-like. But then between one blink and the next, they're normal again. She bares her teeth at him and calls out. Well, I'm on your ship, Mr. Clover. Are you ready to talk? All right. On to Alton's turn. Uh, seeing these um, magical electrical attacks hitting the crewmates around him, Alton goes, well, fuck. And um, uh, stows his pistols away, quickly assesses uh, Neris and Fishman to try to see who's looking in better shape. I think it, I think uh, Fishman is considerably worse, and that'll probably be obvious. Oh yes, he is. He's still like sparking with lightning, and there's a trail of lightning leading all the way back to Cerise. Oh boy. Okay. <laughs> All right, then um, Alton will um, rush over to Fishman, um, uh, opening up his uh, medical pouch as he does so. But, um, all right, uh, Fishman, breathing okay? Heart feel fine? So you are going to take your your best... Tax opportunity? That's fine. Take one. Five, ten. Yeah. So you're going to take one attack of opportunity. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Uh, yeah, that's going to hit. That's a natural 17 plus 4. Yeah. It's going to be... Um, actually, that guy's got a whip. It's a, it whips uh, not great damage dealers. Um, but they can trip, potentially. Uh, so I need you to roll me a dex save. Okay. Uh, does 6 damage. Oh, no. Fuck. And then I roll a seven on my deck save. <laughs> you. Um, on your way. Uh, so you've used 15 feet. You can use the rest of your movement to get up. And if you would like to uh, still reach Fishman. I can still reach him. Use, um, you haven't used your action surge yet. So you can use that. Okay. Use your action. Yes. Okay. Um. All right. Um. I guess I'll use my regular action to dash to reach Fishman. Um. He just kind of like stumbles up, probably looking very undignified, and just goes like, "Oh, come on, a whip!" (laughs) And um, uh, reach Fishman, and be like. Action surge. Uh, can I use action surge to? Is it only to attack, or can I use the healer's feet? Just get another action. Sweet. Okay. Um, yeah. So I'm going to use the healer's feet on uh, Fishman and be like, "All right, tell me what's up. Uh, how's your breathing? How's your heart?" It's and he'll he'll stutter as he's saying it. <laughs> it's a little hard, <laughs> and he'll cough. Oh dear, yeah, I can, I can see that. Is he actively still electrical? Will I take damage if I touch him? 
Uh, you won't take damage if you touch it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not looking good, condition. All right. So I kind of just um, I bandage up his uh, the impact zone and the joints around it where it would have travelled to, and I'll say, all right, you uh, stay out of combat for a bit, okay? And that's uh, fifteen points of healing. I rolled max. Okay, nice. Uh, and, that's and then your... that's my go. Um, next is Fishman. So does anything come of that action just then? Um, there is still the lightning connection. You do regain your hit points. Um, there is not an immediate current effect from the lightning. Sorry, I didn't quite hear what the healing was. Though. Was there some healing? 15. Oh, that's good. All right, thank you. Damn, that's actually really handy. Let's get a little close. Um, so, um, Fishman will put a hand on the back of Alton and give him a pat on the back. Um, and then he'll turn towards Cerise and say, um, It seems you don't lead by example. Unlike our captain here in the fray, I see you like to take the coward's approach. And I am sorry, but I must leave. Doctor's orders. And he will um, also crack with lightning. And he will look to where Alton came from and teleport with Misty Step as deep as he can into the ship. Hopefully down the stairwell, if possible. Okay. Um, yeah, you're familiar enough with the ship. But yeah, you can Misty Step into the ship. His goal is to get as like out of sight as far away as possible because um, his thoughts are I've felt this before mm. uh, I'm, I'm looking at drop this spell ends if you use your action to do anything else the spell also ends if the target is ever outside the spell's range or it has total cover from you he has total cover um, now from inside of the ship can you see any of the pirates attacking you will will say that you went down to the to where the cannons are um so that you can look through out through the cannon holes sure who can you see kind of push those open and you can see the pirates on the opposite ship can he see cerise uh yes how far away would you say uh, from here probably about 40 that's all I need to hear. Um, he can't do it now, but um, because I believe he can't cast two spells at once. So instead, he will again use his crossbow. Crush Why can't I say this word today? That's two for two. He will use his crossbow and um, yeah, shoot through the holes um, towards Cerise. Um, let's try again. That's a lot better. 21. 21 will hit. Excellent. So he rolled a 2, but he is going to re-roll that using Piercer. Alright. And he does a total of 10 damage. Okay. Cerise, you take 10 damage. And then he will again take another attack with his crossbow. Because hmm. that's once per turn. 
And this is a 22. 22 is higher. It certainly hits. Mm-hmm. And he will do eight damage. All right. Okay. Um, that is your turn. Um, next is uh, Janice. Okay. Um, so Janice, um, <clears throat> what's he going to do? So Janice um, shoots a look towards Tibble's like, Captain, keep the ship aboard. Fish must take initiative of his own. We have too many men over here. And um, he, if Tibble replies, he can. But uh, as Janice is doing that, he kind of like sh- shifts like the like grip on its glaive and then like kind of turns from looking across where Fishman has made a play for Cerise and then turns back to where um, Nerys and Loren are in combat and then like Alton is just running around <laughs> everywhere. Um, and um, yes. <laughs> Does Tibble respond or um Um So Tibble um Tibble would respond um to Janice. He would turn and he'd be like, um Janice, how are the odds looking? Do we need <sighs> to parlay? Um he kind of looks and turns as like I'll see. What? What? I'll. We'll, I'll see after this. I think it we might want be time. non-essentials below decks. Yes, uh, everyone. And he like blows a little whistle. Um, listen to the captain down down on board. We may we may be moving. And then he um, turns and kind of like cracks his shoulder a bit. Um, he's like. All right, test. It's time. And then he um, sees where, like, Loren is um, caught with Nera's, um and he starts to stalk towards her um, with, like, the um, the glaive raised. It's like these, like, wings kind of making this arc halo as, like, thunder cracks around. He's like, that was a dirty trick, fiend. Unfortunately for you, the voice is called for action, and we are here to answer it. And then what kind of happens is something quite horrifying or would be for the crew members if they weren't familiar with this. Might not even be horrifying for Loren, I guess. Um, There is kind of this shifting and as he kind of like paces quite sturdy but quick towards Loren, um, there's a cracking of bone and like a shifting of like skin and like like an elongating of like his like uh, Janice's like fingers as like webs kind of like start to grow uh, his like nails grow and like his head kind of changes shape as um his teeth elongate and he shifts into this hybrid sort of form of what he is which is some kind of elf asthma or something like that and a shark and he bears down on um loren and he will just basically rip her away with his teeth because he's got a big long shark snout now yes so, <laughs> uh so it's a bite attack yeah. loren is pretty freaked out as he just like just cackles out of this like um yeah 
his face. Face-ish thing. Uh, cool. Roll the hit, I guess. Um, so, that's my bite attack. Um, attack? Yeah, hang on, sorry, I just gotta pull that one up. More. Um. Uh, cool, cool, cool. Alright, plus eight. Yeah, so that's a 20 to hit. That's certainly gonna hit. Cool, that's 2d10 damage. Uh, okay, uh, hmm. Not great for you. Uh, that's a 13 points of damage. <gasps> so he basically just like, and like it's, it's functional because this is like, he, and he still has like this glaive. He's like crackling with energy, but he just like tears at you away. So it won't pull you fully, but it's certainly going to distract you for a moment. And that's it. Uh, He's a witch shark now. Hello. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as just like blood spurts out of his teeth. So, <clears throat> Neris, as soon as uh, this new intruder jumped on the deck, um, he was very, uh, very fidgety. His eyes were the biggest thing that um, Loren would notice is his eyes were just constantly darting around, uh, both looking at the fairly imposing figure in front of him and in his eyes and everything else that's happening on deck but also almost like thinking and looking at something that's not there but a lot of different things that aren't there um and he seems to be sort of muttering under his breath uh almost counting in a way and then as soon as uh, Janice comes in uh, and bites Lorraine um, Neris's eyes snap back up again and they stop darting around and you hear oh it's this future And a small grin begins to grow in his face as he turns to the shark, the shark man, and uh, and says, This one will take no further part in this fight. For we are looking at this, you see. And he casts hypnotic pattern directly behind Janus which is this blur of uh, motion and light and everything. Um, and which is mildly distracting to most. However, it's incredibly distracting to Loren as this talk of futures has... Neris speaks with such a cold almost calculating like he knows this future because it is what's going to happen and using his portent ability Loren rolls a six on the saving throw Loren is just like writhing in pain she's trying not to make it seem like she's as freaked out as she is by this were shark 
which is horrifying and huge next to her tiny slim form. And then she looks at this pattern as she hears Neris's voice and it just echoes in her brain as she feels herself not even be able to fight against it. And she's just caught and weakly. You just hear, Captain? Captain? And uh, Neris is just going to sort of take just sort of a couple of seconds to look at this um, and kind of shake himself off a little bit. Um, thank you, Jonas. I believe you are needed down there. This one is fine. Understood, Quartermaster. As he, like, kind of lets go of the red shoulder. Alright, uh, next uh, next is uh, NPCs, as uh, Florette manages to, with a swords blow, um, knock another one off the ship, and, uh, what's his name, um, Tim is gonna cast a thunder wave and knock, um, knock the two uh, by him, uh, by them, yeah, by them, uh, off the ship as they fail their saves. Um, then, who is it? Uh, Taylor Bones Jones is going to attack the one with the whip that attacked Alton before, uh, before attack. Uh, that's gonna hit. They're going to, for good measure, uh, put smite into that, um, and that knocks them down. Uh, so, uh, all in all, there are two pirates plus Lorraine left on the deck of the Polaris. Okay, and we return to the top of the initiative with Tibble. Um, so Tibble, uh, he looks across to um, where Neris and Janice are, and he's like, um, "Good job, lads!" And then calls across to the remaining crew on deck. Um, is uh, Sia still on deck? Uh, Above, yes. Yeah. Deck. Okay. Um, and care. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, so he calls out, he's like, Sia, uh, below deck, tend to the wounded, and Kia, uh, below deck, prepare the guns. We may not need them, so wait for my signal. Oh, Janice, you know the drill. Because I forgot to move them during the NPC movement, I will have them move now. Um... Um, they are below decks now. He then um, turns back to uh, Lorraine and um, she's hypnotized. She's distracted by this hypnotic pattern, but he's like, um, Lorraine, 
Love, I really like your last, but come on, it didn't have to come to this. <laughs> and then um, he uh, walks to. He approaches uh, where the um, pathway, the magical pathway across the boats is, and calls out, and he's like, um, (laughs) Captain, do I get a name? Or shall I just refer to you as Captain? if you're responding you're muted i was not sorry okay. uh, she doesn't respond or she stops and looks at tipple for a minute thunderbolt captain thunderbolt this um look of delight washes over tipple and he actually looks quite excited. He's like, you, you're a Captain Thunderbolt. I've heard many great things, lass. Now, um, apologies for the amount of your crew that uh, we've handily dispatched, but I'd really appreciate it if uh, we didn't have to dispose of dear Lauren here. I've had a few passings with her. She seems like like a nice lass. Can we parlay? We can parlay. Wonderful. Your ship or mine? Fine. All right. Call your men back. We'll be over in maybe 15. Give everyone time to recuperate. Very well. And he does this deep flourishing bow and he's like, "'Tis a pleasure to make your acquaintance. Tibble Clover, at your service. And that's where we're gonna leave it for the first episode of Fathomless. Thank you everyone for joining us for this new campaign. Very, very interesting. It'll be very interesting to see where this goes. All right. So, see you next week. See you next week, everyone. Thank you for listening. Keep sailing, everyone. If you liked this episode, please share it with your friends, tweet, (laughs) share YouTube, uh, Podbean, iTunes, that kind of stuff. It's everywhere. Please, yeah. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoy. Goodbye. Bye.
so that was amazing. Oh, my God. And then Janice was like, and then Neris was like, Yeah. was like, yes, boys. Good job. Where, Sharp? Yeah, yeah, what's up with that? Yeah. I was like, I, I feel like that's something the captain should have known about. Yeah, no, no, yeah. <laughs> so you thank you for leaving it like, as a surprise. That was the one thing I was like, <laughs> and then I didn't have the time to write the transformation, but I'm like, because where sharks look kind of stupid, but it's fine. <laughs> um, no, that's delightful. Laura and yes. discussed that, like, this is, this is probably something that the crew would know. Yeah, that was the one thing that I said, like, there's one thing that I'll do. Oh, no, I think that's the best, yeah, the best way it could have happened. This is where shark, that's why he's got the teeth and the heels. Yeah.